Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hello and welcome along to what is categorically at this point in my life the absolute worst idea of all time. My name is Guy Montgomery. And my name is Tim Bat. And Tim, what yes. we're doing is unacceptable. <laughs> you didn't enjoy that watch, fella? It wasn't even like last week where I actually felt anger and vitriol. This week I just... I just became deranged. I just, I couldn't interface mm. with what was being laid down. Yeah. I uh, I had trouble with that as well. And then I just started like really zoning in and then zoning back out. I noticed things I'd never seen before. What episode, well, that's is, exciting. What episode is this? Is this 20, this is the 24. 24? Four, right. Jesus. Um. So... Uh, I'll just kick off with this as a little thing I noticed. Um, have you ever seen before the fact that when Sarah Jessica Parker's talking on a cell phone, there's a pink piece of cloth that they put between her face and the iPhone? No. It's real weird. Every time she's doing a phone call, there's this like, yeah, it's a piece of cloth that's always there. I don't know what that's protecting from. I reckon maybe she's a germaphobe. Oh, uh, shit. Do you reckon? Wouldn't that and just... She w- wouldn't be, be willing to work around it. You'd be better off disinfecting the uh, the surface of the iPhone, though, surely. I suspected it was something to do with, you, like, chafing, because they would shoot for so long with those fake phone call scenes. But I'm, Chafing? I'm a lot. Yeah, I don't smooth. Know. It's smooth glass. You can't chafe on glass. That's crazy. Yeah, I'm spitballing here. I don't know. I, I don't think know, I think maybe it's either Sarah Jessica Parker or the character of Carrie Bradshaw is a germaphobe. And I actually respect that. I had a friend who used to wipe. He, he used to wipe. Uh, he used to wipe down everything. What did he do? He'd put napkins across the whole table at McDonald's, mm-hmm. and napkins underneath everything on the tray before he could eat it. It was insane. Isn't it funny how you get people like that in life who are very particular about uh, things like germs and that sort of yeah. carry on? But they'll still eat at McDonald's. They'll still go there. They'll still oh. eat the food, but they'll just find how to make it work for them. We're very adaptable. And what, no, well then this this guy um about i don't know 
a year later when he was uh, going through a binge drinking phase at university, drank a cup of his own vomit. So it's like, what's it all for? Nothing. Wow. I once I knew a guy uh, at a party once who ate a, a tiny little bit of his own poo for like 12 beers. Oh, which that's the... From, that from memory, the, he never even got the beers that, that he is, was promised. Of all the sort of story swapping and things I've heard across everyone's university career, eating your own poo, yeah, that's for 12 beers, that's probably the lowest. Yeah, I'm, I... I it took him a long time to shake that from a sort of persona. And, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, well, because yeah. it's not. It didn't sound like it was forced. Like he wasn't a victim. No, he wasn't fr- bullied. From the telling that I've that's heard a voluntary about, decision. Yeah, I hear that it was sort of a contractual obligation that he entered into of well, relative soundness of mind, and uh, you know, no coercion, physical threats of violence or anything. You don't come back from that. It's hard if to. You, He's he's made a good go of it, but it's I would estimate. You know the guy? Back. Do you still talk to him? Uh, I I don't. He lives in a different town than the one I live in. He doesn't. Live do you in think? Auckland. Does he have a spouse? Do you think? Um, I know that he was with the partner for a very long time, and I believe they're still together. Yeah. Do you, Do you know if the partner knows that the person that she's oh, yeah. with or he's with ate their own shit? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. She's she's a weird because she's been on the scene for a very long time. I've done embarrassing things in my time. In fact, yeah. I'm on record on this podcast as having shat myself as recently as within a year ago. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I can times. live. With, I can live with that knowledge. I don't think I could walk around knowing I've eaten some of my own. Oh, hey, we've gone. We've gone like blue just very quickly. FYI, on on that note of when you shat yourself, when we went to Los Angeles last year for the first season. Are you cool with the fact that I've started telling that story on stage? Because uh, I have, and I am naming you every time I tell it. Uh, that's news to me, Tim. Sorry. I probably should have checked that out with you first. I'm okay with it. That's good. I always think that the... um, I always think that shitting yourself stories kind of are the possession of the person who shat themselves. And saying that, though, it never occurred to me to say it on stage. So, bloody... <laughs> lather up mate and get involved sorry mate it's your story but it just it came out one night and it was it, it was it worked quite well so we're running with that at the moment look that's okay if you haven't that's listened to the, the podcast before it's not usually this entrenched in feces although uh pretty much it's a podcast in which tim bat and myself guy montgomery watch and review the movie sex in the city 2 every week for a year which is roughly about 52 weeks too long for the podcast to be happening. Yeah. Now, funnily enough, though, at one point I wrote a little song during the movie. Did you? Uh, which was pretty much, it was called, this is, a, this is a bowl of shit in the middle of my day. Okay. This is four women shitting in a bowl in the middle of my day. Uh, I, just, I don't remember I, the melody. I just it was like part to- of remind everyone as well that we're still on opposite sides of the world so guys guys in edinburgh in the thick of the world's greatest performing arts festival right now i'm in new zealand just what time is it where you are uh right now it is quarter past 12 a.m that's quite it's quite late do you do do you do you feel alone very much so zoe's actually left town um for about a week so this is for another uh, for another man (laughs) Do you know what I've done? For tonight? a better life. Yeah. Well, no, for work, firstly. But secondly... Uh, okay. I, I mean, obviously, that's the lie you'd coding. feed someone. 
Anywho, my night this evening has been going to the latest Judd Apatow rom-com by myself. Not recommended to do that. And then following that up by watching Sex and the City 2 in my bedroom by myself with everything switched off for two and a half hours. Fucking terrible. Terrible choice of evening events. Yeah, you haven't done well. I want to hear your song. Cheer me up, mate. I, I, it was part of like a half hour stream of consciousness consciousness melody I was creating. It was sort of like, for a woman shitting in a bowl in the middle of my day. I, I can't actually recapture it because I literally sang, if anyone, I actually thought, it's a shame we don't use our phones because I could have periscoped this to people. I like was properly going bananas today. Really? Did you lose your grip? More so than previously. I was yelling. I was yelling at the gals. <laughs> oh, no. Yell, literally yelling at my what computer saying? screen. What were you on about? Just like, no! <laughs> you don't get to introduce a pro... You don't get to say that! <laughs> like, a lot of what they're doing, they haven't earned the right. Mm. They haven't earned the right to crowbar in feelings yeah. into this vacuous hole. Vacuous hole, and vacuous we'll, hole. We'll get to that, but I do want to hear your your song first. I d- I tried to do it. I don't. I I can't recapture it. It was oh, just okay. like of the moment. Right. But pretty much, I wrote down. I started writing down the lyrics as I was singing it, mm-hmm. and I got confused between the writing and the singing. So in my book, I've written four women in a bowl, and then in parenthesis shitting, and then in the middle of my day, and like that's that's a note. Obviously, it's of the time, but you know, if someone was to find this this diary or this whatever it's this joke book, I don't know what you'd call it at this stage. I mean, these are the etchings of a of a mentally unstable person. Imagine if Edinburgh, Scotland, went Pompeii all of a sudden, and that was like a significant record of human activities captured forever in volcanic ash. And they were like, "What? What were people up to back in the day?" They were writing abstract poetry about um, women in film. And they seemed be, really pissed off about it. I'd be frozen with a microphone in my hand and tears streaming down my face. <laughs> it was so fucking awful this week, man. It was uniquely like just a really bad time all around. I, I get what you're saying because last week it was like there was anger. Um, there it was, was anger. Ve- venom. Yeah, it was like there was anger permeating the entire watch last week and all directed at at, uh, Patrick Michael King, which I think was warranted. When you put yourself on that triple threat title for the creds, you know, director, producer, writer, oh, we, you are shouldering the blame. That one's a flop, mate. You always say that's a a red flag. I also also thought, I don't know if if either of us have noticed it before, but the first line where Carrie's talking about moving to New York and she goes, I like to think of it as B.C., was you still talking about yeah, New York before Carrie? Before Carrie, yeah. I mean, you know you're in, you know you're in trouble. <laughs> so she's she's at the outset of this film. She set herself up as a literal Christ figure, which is yeah. incredible because and no, there are there is precisely zero sacrifices that she makes. Every whim that she wants to indulge, she does. Let's yeah. go through it. She wants to I go thought, out to the film premiere. She drags her husband along who doesn't want to go, who's just she, been at did, work all day. She I'm wants so, to go to Abu Dhabi. She just does. So I'm so goes. on board with what you're saying. I found Carrie to be a real villainous figure in this in this watch. I she's, thought she's just she's running riot. 
There's no impulse control on that woman. She's bloody she's, running into ex-boyfriends and pashing them on the mouth. She's married. What are you doing, Carrie? And, like, to no consequence, still has the gall to call out Big for not picking her up from the airport. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Did you forget what you did? And then Charlotte, she just fucking rips Charlotte like several new assholes. Yeah, what were bro. once two wonderful fleshy cheeks, yep. smooth as a baby's bottom, because of that fantastic moisturizer they presumably get given to use on set, she just puts maybe fires in seven, eight new assholes, and then she has the gall when they're dealing with Samantha's legal problems for fucking some time-traveling Danish architect on a beach. She just rabbits on and on about what a fucking idiot she is for cheating on her husband, and then she goes, oh, yeah, and uh, P.S., as an addendum to this, I'm really sorry that... You were right, and I was going to cheat on my husband, and that I pinned it all on the fact that you're insecure about your relationship. There isn't enough attention paid to the fact that what she says to Charlotte is fucking brutal. Like, when she's getting in that lift, and she just (laughs) says, oh, everyone's cheating on their partners because your marriage is in trouble. It's the fucking elevator door. You're on holiday, mate. Can you rein it in? Can you fucking (laughs) just take it down a notch? She has no control. She's it's funny as well that you say that there's not enough made of this. I'm pretty sure at this juncture, Tim, that the only people who have the, I mean, <laughs> the daunting opportunity it's laying down in to front us, of them. Mate. To, yeah, it's pretty much down to us. <laughs> I don't know how this is renting anymore. I don't know what the numbers of watching it are. I mean, I last week we put out a call. We said to anyone who just had two and a half hours of their life and a life so glorious that they were okay with feeling really sad for that amount of time. Please watch the movie so you can understand. Um, Do you want to hear I one? Think, I would love to hear one. I, th- I felt the response was a little bit underwhelming. And do you know how much I respect that? <laughs> yeah. Like, really stoked to hear that, everyone. Way to be living balanced, I, happy lives. I'm so proud of every... I'm so proud of you, listener. Because uh, you, 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 you're right to ignore us. We're not, in, we're not well, all right? In the midst of our aggressive fervor, for you to say, do you know what? I don't know that these two guys are making the best life suggestions <laughs> for me right now. Yeah. I'm not going to do that. You are uh, on the money. One man who has taken our um, calls and pleas to watch the film is a guy called Mike Krico, who got in touch with us. And this is, this is what he says right from the horse's mouth. Holy shit, I took your advice from the last podcast and watched the movie. What the fuck? It is the worst. It's racist, homophobic, sexist, ham-fisted in its dealings with social issues, and just awful writing. I couldn't get through it in one sitting, and I have no idea how you guys have done it. I legitimately cheered when Coffee Guy appeared, but it instantly felt sad again because I saw how much of the movie (laughs) remained. There are so many things wrong with this film, and it makes me mad. My appreciation for what you guys have done is increased dramatically has increased dramatically. So that's well, nice. is it? I, I I like that your appreciation for what we're doing has increased. Someone made a gif of Coffee Guy and put it on Twitter this week. I was deeply upset. I think it's great that they isolated the moment and have immortalized it and pretty much reduced what is watchable of the film into one seven-second loop. Mm. But knowing that I have to do it for about, I don't know, 70 hours more... Hey, but you found out a fun fact about Coffee Guy. Oh, yeah. Well, I did. So I looked him up in the credits, right? Yeah. So what is he he credited as? In Sex in the City 2, Coffee Guy is credited as Coffee Shop Guy. Coffee Shop Guy. Okay. 
I think it's a pretty good name for him. So we've done pretty good. well by putting him by default under the label of Coffee Guy. We were only one word off, off the right. production shish. Well, yeah, it was implied he was in the coffee mm. shop. Uh, he was in the first movie, also in an uncredited role as Elaine's friend. Now, sadly, as someone who is not really familiar with any of the Sex of the City <laughs> franchise preceding this film, which does seem ludicrously unfair, as I say it out loud now. Yeah, I don't know true. who Elaine is. <laughs> But I know this guy is in some way, he's got a, I don't know, either Michael, I think, I was going to say he has dirt on Michael Patrick King and keeps leaning on him to get in the movie, but it's just occurred to me, maybe the reverse is true. Yeah. Maybe Michael Patrick King has got incriminating information on every single person involved in the production of this film. Would not surprise me in the slightest if I found That's that out. probably one of the most plausible reasons as to why it was made right now. Though, I mean, there's no getting around the fact that the, our four leading ladies all would have made a pretty substantial amount of money out of this film just by signing up to it, yeah. right? Like, we can well, all that's... safely assume they all came out of this like bandits. Yeah, they did. And that, that they have to wear um, balaclavas in public now because of hey, the disservice they've done to movie making worldwide. Now, one other thing I want to bring up just while you're talking about kind of the wider franchise and whatnot is um, I sent you a screenshot of something I saw online earlier this week on like an Amazon review or something like that. Someone's asking, uh, where's Tate? And a scandal that uh, hitherto will be referred to as Tategate. So Aiden um, apparently has a son that he mentions at like the end of the TV series, I think. It's, it's, I don't think he's in the first movie at all. So I think this is like one of the, maybe the last season, one of the final episodes um, of the TV show. Yeah. And he talks about his son, Tate. Now he, he names his three boys when uh, Carrie runs into him uh, and they have dinner together. Homer, Wyatt, Wyatt and... Um, not Tate. Yeah, not Tate. Another one that's not Tate. Which is so, what, what they call him at the Aiden dinner table. So they were going, what the fuck has happened to Aiden's son? And like, there's potentially a really tragic sort of subplot that's being alluded to by the fact that Tate's no longer in the picture. Aiden's not talking about him. It's a goddamn tragedy. But it's also a tragedy that Carrie cares so little about what's going on in Aiden's life. A man she was formerly, I understand, briefly engaged to, maybe, or something, um, fucking didn't even like question it. They yeah. were f- flirting so outrageously. I really don't think that any of that family stuff was registering. I mean, he takes out a photo and shows the kids to, to carry. But I, I don't think that that's an adorable family was going through her head. I think it was like, wow. I I'm don't. Pretty sure you. I'm pretty sure you've lost a son along the way. I'm sure that was yeah. heartbreaking for you. I don't know how, well, and I don't know why, but I have a funny feeling that the Rat King Brady is somehow involved in this. I wouldn't be surprised to hear of Tate maybe being taken as some sort of underling. I think, I mean, I think maybe Tate faked his own death to avoid any involvement in the Sex and City 2 franchise. Right. I think, ta- I think, I think Tate, who presumably was quite young, maybe two or three, but yeah. precocious to say the least. Yeah. Um, maybe somehow wrote himself this is the actor who plays tate who's also coincidentally called tate yeah uh sort of fraudulently staged his own death uh and somehow got the news in front of michael patrick king to Mm -hmm. ensure that he would no longer be involved in the franchise and obviously uh he didn't 
Tate didn't want us to dig this up. Michael Patrick King, it didn't occur to him because he just took it as read that the actor and character Tate had been killed. Uh, and he's probably gone on to work, you know, in some sort of underworld mafioso <laughs> franchise. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, Tim, you know I'm a huge advocate for hiring an objective, professional, licensed professional to tell my problems to, so that when they tell me what they think, I know I'm getting it straight. That's where BetterHelp comes in. That's right. BetterHelp have a big pile of professionals to talk to at your convenience online. You've done a bit of therapy, right, Guy? I started doing therapy during, uh, there was a pandemic, I don't know if you remember, and the benefits were immediate and long-lasting. They help give you skills that you can use when you are in stressful or anxious situations. Honestly, it's changed my life for the better. I guess that's why they call it BetterHelp. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash all time today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash all time. As alongside... Our Rat King, who every week I just want to see more and more from. I know. I've got a hunger for Brady. Guy, I've got a hunger for Brady that I can't quash. There's no quelling it. I need more Brady. I need more Brady in my life. I need to. I need the animated series of what Brady the Rat King's up to. I want um, an entirely CGI-created spin-off. Like maybe, just, maybe, maybe a fan-made uh, web show, you know, of what Brady's up to in the sewers. I, I want him in my life. I, I, I think, want more Brady. I think just anything else. I think anything else. I don't... Two, two and a half hours, right? It's a long time. It is. And I just... There was... I think it was 45 minutes, and I'm not, I'm not overestimating how long I spent singing to myself today. I think there were 45 minutes of chants and songs today in the Montgomery camp, and that's a lot. That I mean, I lot. chant and sing to myself, you know, when I'm bored or whatever sometimes... But 45 minutes of sustained chanting inspired by what was happening on the screen in front of me. There's a line that's been crossed here. And I just, I'm, I don't, I don't know what, I don't know what we mean. I don't know what we mean to do about this. I don't, I don't know. I don't 
I just, Tim, we're not even halfway. Yeah, I know. <laughs> sometimes I feel fine about it. And this week I just, I'm so, yeah, I'm I, just scared. I got big pangs of fear as well watching it this time. I was like, fuck me, Struth. I can't believe we're not even halfway. Like for the fifty percent mark, it's fine. It's like because it gets incrementally worse the more like everything's gone. We've we've derived all it. We've juiced that orange. There's nothing left. There is a husk where an we orange skin once existed. It's all gone. Rung rung the Sex in the City two sponge dry. It's uh, it's all gone, and we've got to watch it another twenty d- 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 what se- seven eight. Times. what i would love to see them i would like i think the movie it wouldn't be improved but it would certainly be a more honest exposition of the production uh mm. if we could remove all of the foley all of the music so all we get is dialogue i i think do you have any would, concept for how fucking barren this movie would be were it not for soundtrack soundtrack I, I, is doing so much of the heavy lifting in i this know film. and i think that's why i want to see it i just want it, at least it would be honest can you imagine working the sound desk and being given this film without <laughs> any of the audio underlay and being like, oh you get given it, yeah. and Michael Patrick King's like, <laughs> okay, so you're going to think I'm crazy. <laughs> We're still going to release it, and I'm going to be like 100% honest with you right now. 90% of the work is on your shoulders. We've done what we can. I need you to fix this. I need you to fix this now. Uh, and then the guy's like, what do you want me to do? And Michael Patrick King just said... I don't know, just put some vaguely Middle Eastern movie sounding music underneath like all of the stuff in Abu Dhabi for a start, just in case any of the audience members dip out and forget that the girls aren't in New York City anymore. Fuck, man. I don't even, I just fuck, just fuckity fuck, fuck. You hey, make me sick. Got me on, like a candlestick. Can't get enough of it. That's I was, pink. I was wearing, what happened to Pink? Pink was like uh, one of the most significant artists of our generation. And I, I have she, not heard hide nor hear out of her she, ranges. She chose maybe to fade into the recesses of pop music or our finger isn't on the pulse like it used to be. I actually wrote, I think it would have been in year seven. I would have been 11 years old maybe. I wrote uh, a music assignment on Pink. And I remember it vividly because the last sentence I wrote in my music assignment about Pink was after the release of her debut album. And the last sentence I wrote was, Right now, everything looks rosy in the world of pink. Jesus, you're good. From such an early age, the talent was all there. Just wasn't fully formed yet. I couldn't disagree more, but thank you very much. Um, The thing is with pink, though, and I've had this conversation with people, believe it or not, before, but she was kind of like, you know, she was the biggest artist of our time because she was so crossover. The mums loved her. The girls loved her. The boys could kind of get into it a bit as well, you know. It was just, she was huge. She was selling records for so long. Uh, I don't know. I don't look, She was big. I don't know that she was the biggest pop star. At any, I don't know at any point if she was sort of categorically number one globally. Here's another um, bit of audience feedback from someone who who for some reason watched the film and got in touch with us so i say thank you to joseph adams who said seeing coffee guy was great and almost nothing else was i think michael patrick king should have one of those muslim call to prayer speakers hooked up in his house and when it goes off he has to drop to his knees and apologize to the universe for bringing this film into existence thanks joseph it's uh it's dramatic, I, but I like that you've brought in elements from the film into your um yeah, punishment i know i know that we said to watch it 
And I know that it's too late for some of I, you have. I take hearing it back. you read these, hearing you read these back, I'm feeling guilt. Like every single user review that you um, fire at me makes me. I'm wrecked with more and more guilt. Yeah, I definitely take two, it back, and I already feel bad about it. I don't. I. Oh, I'm so confused. I don't think I take it back. I do. I, I take it back on both of our behalves. It was a cruel thing to say. We said it in the heat of the moment. It's like when your parents are going through a divorce and they say things they don't mean. That's that's what was happening with us. We said a lot of things. We don't mean all of them. Um, maybe, uh, in fact, not maybe. Definitely, do not watch this film. Sex in the City too. It's, it's, there's nothing good. For I you. think maybe sit down to it. What you could do. How long was the episode of Sex in the City? It was on HBO. Were they an hour or were they thirty? I think they were an hour. Break the movie into thirty-minute increments. So what is so that? Five, five episodes. Mm. You won't hey, enjoy okay. yourself. Well, let's, let's think about that. Like, what are the episodes as they are in the film? So the first half hour is um, basically the wedding. It's the two. It's the gay couple getting hitched and how that reflects on Carrie's marriage as well, right? I think that's I our think first step. Yeah. So that's that's it. Pretty one. much, it's as Sex in the City challenging. Uh, you know what? What is a marriage? I think they're they're channeling the advent of gay marriage as a sort of a um well, you mm. know, we could all rewrite the we could all rewrite the rule book for ourselves. They're sort of piggybacking in on the goodwill of gay marriage, in the hopes that people can get invested in Carrie and Biggs' seemingly fine marriage. If Carrie just fucking stop moaning about having to eat takeout, that See, really fucked me off this week, Tim. I can't yeah. do the second episode yet. That Carrie gets so upset what really spins her in circles is when big comes home from work with that with the sobu, sobu noodle takeout yep sobu express sobu express and he puts it on the table and she doesn't notice that and she says we're going to go to this movie premiere and he goes oh yeah i'm pretty tucking out yeah yeah you and go though kid like, you go have yeah, a good time like, you go you go and he does call her kid he's a condescending weirdo <laughs> and she goes oh i want to go with you and he's like nah and he's being reasonable, and she's yeah. like, she's she's been kind of reasonable as well. She goes, okay, we won't go. All right, you, I'll go with Stanford. You don't have to come. She looks at the table. She sees that Big has bought what looked like delicious takeout Japanese noodles for mm. two, mm. and she flips her lid. She pours him half a gallon of whiskey and says, binge drink, you son of a bitch. That's how we're getting through this marriage. That's how we're getting through this night. I refuse to sit in the house with you. And yeah. eat takeout. It's like, where is the in for an audience in that moment? I would love, I would love to sit in a house with Big and watch the financial news and hear about the woes of his life and eat fucking takeout noodles. And then maybe cap off the night with the literal greatest episode of Deadliest Catch in the eight seasons that's been on the yeah. year, as we were led to believe in that banging teaser they had it on the tally. They God keep, damn, I, I want to watch Deadliest Catch with that man. They keep picking at that thread of, ca- of like, of... When Carrie says that, when Carrie accuses Big of not watching of watching TV and not a black and white movie, mm. I'm like, you are you are grasping. <laughs> yeah, you're just looking at something to be outraged about at this point, Carrie. This is, so let's just call call it down. Um, I'm abandoning this episode thing. I can't be bothered going through all five. What I do okay, want to no, we bring can do, up, we'll do it. At, we'll do it at pace. We can do it at pace. Okay. Episode right. two. So episode uh, two is, I guess, them going to the film premiere and then running into Miley Cyrus. That's a fun little episode, isn't it? Funnily enough... Oh, wait, show- no, they've got to pick out the 
address first, but yeah, sorry, you go. Uh, yeah, it was them getting ready for the movie premiere while Carrie and Big's relationship crumbles was the second and episode. And so, funnily enough, my shining tr- light was buried in that um, in that moment. Yeah, a line I had not heard before. Uh, when when Miley Cyrus and is on the on the red carpet at the same time as Kim Cattrall and they're sharing that wonderful outfit, I heard off mic someone just yelling out, "Is, is that, that your mother? mother?" Yes, had I you heard, heard that, that for before? the first time too. I, I mean, I don't think it's a particularly funny or great line, but it was just nice to find something different and new in that moment. Definitely. I'm with you, man. It's like the cell phone cloth thing. It was just like, hey, hadn't noticed that before. Were you, you were wearing headphones this watch, eh? Uh, no, I had a little Bluetooth speaker sitting oh, on top okay, of nice hey, a large glass. Do yourself, do yourself a favor, mate. Chuck on some good quality headphones next time. There's a lot of like uh, panning that goes on with the soundtrack. A lot of left to right with those crazy uh, bongo-type drums and sitars. It's a lot of fun. All right, I'll do it for you. Um, so episode two is, yeah, uh, um, Samantha taking it's, it's, on the fashion industry by her saying, I'm 50-fucking-two and I'll, I'll wear this dress that my Osiris is wearing too and it'll be awesome. Episode so three is uh, they all decide they're going to Abu Dhabi and they account for that and they make plans. I, and I reckon they kind of, yeah, they get, they get there. there. Yeah, and, and we've got Miranda struggling with her mother issues, and also Charlotte struggling with her mother issues. So that's the mother episode. Yeah, and uh, obviously Samantha struggling with her hormones, and yeah. Carrie just sort of pottering around, being a general nuisance. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then our fourth episode, I guess, is them just fucking killing time just, in Abu Dhabi. It's just a holiday. Yeah, which it is. Holiday. This is what you're supposed to do for so much of the movie. It's just like, yeah. We forgot to like add this is, and plot. That's, those were the moments when I thought it'd be really nice to hear the movie without any sound effects or additional audio, just hear the dialogue because I'm like, that would really sort of shine a very ruthless light on what is a harrowing Fuck and sad drag. trip. Fuck, it would drag. And then I guess the final episode is just all of the resolution crap. We find out that the nanny's gay and we find out that Biggs bought a diamond for Carrie to reward her infidelity. And we find out who the fuck cares. God yeah. damn it. So what you've fuck. got here, none of those episodes are watchable. I, if I <laughs> had to, I would watch the first episode. It at least resembles the TV show. The rest uh. of it is just like, it's just, it's like a... um. You know, if if a body dies in the ocean and it mm. sort of uh, it gets bloated, water bloated. Yeah, that's what this movie is. It's, it's a water, it's water, a water bloated, bloated corpse of a film. Wow, what a visceral metaphor. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's it's dark and blue. Um, Just uh, like my feelings. My shining light this week uh, is the shirt that Aiden's wearing in the soak. Is it linen? That white, that lovely yeah, white yeah, shirt. Yeah, it is. And it's got an additional pocket too. It's such a good shirt. I it's really dig little, that shirt. It's got, I think it's got quite a nice little sort of knife pocket or a Leatherman. Yeah. And he's a practical guy. I think Do he you could know? It looks like he could build stuff with his hands. It's interesting that you say Leatherman because I've got a little Leatherman squirt, which are the tiny little pocket ones. And I just broke, I snapped a blade on it just before the movie started by accident. I was trying to it's loosen a... Um, a a flathead screw and it was so tight that it, it snapped one of the blades in half. How about Jesus. that? Yeah. You, I reckon you could send that back. Yeah. They, Is that they like, I don't know. It didn't cost that much. It was, you know, I've had it for it's a not, while. 
I don't think it's. Good I don't think blade. it's normal for a screw to be stronger than a Leatherman. Well, it's it depends be... how tight the screw is. Is always, but well, they're just you... the little ones. They're just the little wee Leathermans. It's neither here nor there. We're running out of time, Tim. So yes, we we're... are. Um, hey, look. One thing that I just, I just, I have to bring up because we don't pay enough attention to this, and it's such a bizarre feature of the movie that Suzanne Summer's book just keeps popping up. It's at the start of the movie. And it's they, in the middle. It's at the end. The fucking Arab woman have got a copy. Really Samantha's hammer, hammering it. They the really fuck? hammer it at the end when all of the women in the room start whispering the name Suzanne Summers as they're yeah. pulling out the book, which is it's, very unusual. I haven't been to many book club meetings, but I'm pretty sure the tradition isn't you pull out the book that you're reading while you all whisper. You don't all go, Mark oh, Twain, Mark Summers. Twain, Mark Twain, Mark Twain. That's not normal. Mm. It's fuck it. It's just it's um ham fisted is a word that again comes to mind. It's uh it's brutal, man. And it's just so odd because you don't. I mean, in terms of product placement, I don't see a lot of books and movies that generally no. are they share audiences. I, I want. I I'm gonna buy you that book. I actually I had to reveal that to you because you kind of you were gonna buy it for me or something. And I had it in my diary to buy you that book for your birthday for your present. Like I had it I a will... week before your birthday so I could make sure I get it in time. I'm not going to do my it now because I won't my be My pledge to you is I will read that book within the week of you giving it to me. Yeah? It looks big, man. The movie makes yep. it out to be a real tome. I've got a, I've got a big appetite for knowledge. Do you expect Suzanne Summers' um, book about navigating through menopause as a real page turner, or do you think it'll be a bit dull? I don't know that it will resonate with me, but I mean, I'm at least curious to see what all the fuss is about. I'm watching upwards of 15 people every week rave about it. Very good. Although um, it does seem to me that yes. pretty much all it tells you is to like increase your hormone intake. And eat yams. Get, get yacked up on yams. Um, look, let's let's round things off there. Guy, tell everyone about your fabulous show as well. Let's get more... <laughs> what is happening over there, mate? Uh, people are coming into the house. It's, okay. They're, they're looking at me. I look right. sad. Yeah, it's you are all over sad. their faces. So we haven't even we haven't even indulged um what what the oh, coffee man fuck. might be happening. Oh my god! Well, let's 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 a squibida, you know. Let's just a shubida. Let's squibida. Let's squibida ba ba ba. Let's squibida ba 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 um, do you want to dive right in this week? More than ever. This guy obviously has just occurred to him that he has been heavily sedated by Michael Patrick King, all right? This is not a character. This is a real human being who's coming to consciousness live on set through the medium of coffee. Michael Patrick King's Whoa. one piece of direction for this guy, or for the waitress serving this guy in the film, was make sure you don't put any actual caffeine in there because it will undo the effects of the rehypnol. He'll come to consciousness. He'll realize he's in Sex and City 2 after the awful experience he had during Sex and City 1. Fuck. So pretty much what we're witnessing is a man sedated coming to consciousness live on camera and walking out. Walking off set. He doesn't want his paycheck. He just wants to go home to his family. It's pretty fucking meta, bro. Quite dark. Yeah, it's pretty fucking accurate too. That, that is a dark roast, Guy Montgomery. His name, do you know what his name is? Go on. I think, I think. I mean, I, I reckon we need to reach out to this guy. I Tom's, think we absolutely should. Tom Stratford. Tom Stratford is our new Tanya ice cream girl. We Tom need Stratford. to find him. Did you know mm. Tom Stratford mm. 
grew up in the same town as Angelina Jolie, where she spent her early childhood. Well, fucking uh, I didn't good. know that before. It's never good when your trivia on IMDb is rooted in a the very fame of loose correlation to some other person. <laughs> um, uh, hey, plug your show, mate. I can okay. hear things that wheels are turning at your place. Need to get you, yeah. get you out of There's, here. Back to your Edinburgh Fringe Festival. There's people whispering all around me, whispering plans to watch shows. Look, I'm still here in Edinburgh uh, and will be for what feels like the rest of time. It is... Uh, I'm doing a show every day at 4.30 at Espionage with my friend Rose Matafeo. Uh It's called Rose Matafeo and Go Montgomery Friends. We do half an hour of stand-up comedy each. The price of entry, I hear you ask, is free, I tell ye, uh, which is not a sustainable business model, but a great way to get people through the fucking door. Already a bunch of wonderful people have actually come along and said that they've uh, been sent there by the podcast, which has been the most flattering experience of my young life. Please come along. We're doing it for so long. It's really quite ridiculous. Nice one. Okay, bro. I've got nothing to plug because I am just a schmuck caught in the bottom of the earth in the middle of a New Zealand winter. So I will you're bid handsome. you all a fair adieu. I think you're going to have nightmares. Yep. Good to hear from you, guy. Take care. Be gone, foul demon. It's the worst idea of all time. It's the worst idea of all time. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.